0: Thank you for tuning in to the 132nd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. With me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, as always, I want to thank you for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whichever form you are using to listen to me right now, being recorded live from John Carroll University, University Heights, Ohio, Murphy Hall. We're going to have a great show for you today. It's going to be a uh, another Kobe-centric podcast, like I've called it a Kobe podcast. This will be about our third one, probably our last one. But the people we're going to have on, we're going to have Ben Karen on, host of the Sports Quabbler podcast. We're going to have Brandon Brick on, uh, a good friend of mine. We're also going to have uh, Chris Critt, who, who has his own podcast, The Average Sports Guy podcast. And Dame Bell White. All these guys, they're all from... Uh, Different parts of, of the United States. Ben's from Arizona. Chris is from Georgia. Dame's from uh, L.A. And Brandon's from New York. So, so just different regions of the country. Go from East Coast, West Coast, down south, and just talk about how Kobe touched them all individually. Uh, some of their memories, where they were, what they thought. Uh, so enjoy. Now, come next after the break on barbershop sports talk. So we're going to start with the Kobe Tribute podcast, and the first person we have on is going to be Chris Craig. Coming up next after the break on barbershop sports talk.
1: I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple and That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's
0: some tries, some tries, some tries. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will- oh. We're back with Barbershop Sports Talk And we have a very special guest with us Chris Crittenden He's the host of the Average Sports Guy Podcast How you doing Chris? Doing great man, how are you?
1: How are
0: you? Uh, I'm doing great Now I do want to talk I have you on here I want to talk to kind of commemorate Kobe uh, Tragically passed. It seems like about three weeks ago Like almost coming up on a month now I, I just want to ask Does this still feel real to you? no nah, it doesn't
1: uh, It didn't feel at the time You know you didn't Wanted to be real when you know, heard about it, and uh, it, it's it's still kind of hard to wrap, uh, wrap my head around that it, it is true. You know, me, Kobe was like a superhero. He was my favorite athlete like of all time, no matter what sport. And um, like I say, the way he portrayed himself, and and I know it was, I guess it's hard to it's, we shouldn't think of people like this, but uh, he was you know he found that he felt like uh, immortal, like he couldn't die. If he did, it, it wouldn't be like this. Like you know, you couldn't take Kobe out in something like this. You know imagine him waking up from the uh, waking you know not just coming out of the, coming out of the, uh, this, this accident uh, unscathed that's just the type of that's just the way that Kobe portrayed himself and that's the way that, like I really viewed him so when I first heard the news uh, I thought I got, like at this moment I still don't want to believe it's real uh, I didn't want to believe his at the top like, it really shook me up and uh I mean, it was a tough dude, and it felt like, you know, he had such an impact on the world that the world would just stop, and, uh, you know, he found these things
0: out. Now, when the news happened, like, paint a picture of this for everybody. Where were you? What were you doing? How did you hear the news?
1: So I was at work, um, and I was on break. I think I was on break. Uh, every time I collect myself. I was on break, um and I was on Twitter, and I was in a group chat with the guys, We were we were having a uh, conversation. Like, we were just having a conversation about Kobe, not even, like, ten minutes before the news broke. So we were, like, in an active conversation, and so I was watching something on my phone, um, not in Twitter anymore, but I saw a notification that said Kobe's dead. But I, I didn't think, like, I thought I in the midst of a conversation, and saying, you know, just active as active Kobe's dead, and, like, nothing actually saying it. So something told me, like, just to go check Twitter. I'm checking it, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it, and I've seen reports that he is but I haven't seen anything that's confirmed that said it. And like I said, like Kobe's like a superhero so you don't think he can, he can really die and this could really happen. So you've seen it's like this can't be real, no way no way this is real. And then T M Z confirmed it and that was like I mean as much as people wanna want, to, want um, to not to admit it, like they've they've been good with this. Uh like they they're always first, they, they put prints and they've got other celebrities, so when I, when I kind of saw that, I was like, you know what, I might actually been true, and then as, like, the time goes on, you see more and more people start to confirm it, and then that's, that's kind of how you knew, like, alright, you know, this, this is real. Although it doesn't seem like it, you know, it is, and you got to kind of accept that it's real, um, and I, that the rest of my day, man, was just it's messed up, like, I, I just, I may have said, like, 20 words the rest of the day, like, I, I was at work, Wanted to talk. I I I kind of I didn't have any words to say. And then you find out later on that there were, you know, other people involved, seven other eight of the people, including his daughter Gianna, and that that really hurt, man. She was thirteen. Um, outside of like just being basketball like, and a thirteen year old lost her life and won't get to experience, you know, the rest of that, she literally had her her whole life in front of her and to have it taken like that, man, it really sucks and it hurts. And even for the rest of the family involved that, you know, I, I think uh you know there was a family in there, you know, a husband and a wife with the daughter, and another a child that wasn't there either. And now, now that child won't get, we'll be a, uh a sibling and to both parents, like of you know, that stuff. And it, it, it's, it's always, it's still, it's like it's always tough to swallow.
0: Now, when you talk about you, you didn't believe it at first because you thought Kobe was kind of immortal. You thought he was kind of a superhero. What gave Kobe that feeling to you? Um
1: he was such a high-profile celebrity, high-profile guy, and then when you watch him play, like, when he, when he was young, he was just flying in the air, like, nobody, did, nothing could stop. He was just flying in the air, dunking, like, just scoring, like, scoring at one point, like doing whatever you want to do on the basketball court, and you see him get older, and then you see him still doing the same thing as he's getting older, taking the team on two, cha- on a, you know, two championship runs late in his career, and then you see him tear his Achilles and walk back to hit two free throws like it was nothing, you know, like, Seeing stuff like that and then seeing him go out and score sixty in his last game, he took fifty shots but still like he scored sixty points. The fact that he and I don't even know what whatever years was in, on the twenty Achilles rotator cup, all the injuries that he's battled through in his life. Um to see him go out there and have enough gas to go out there and put up fifty shots and score sixty points, like that type of stuff really made him memorial. Um the way, like I said, the way he portrayed himself on the basketball court, which is, it was insane. Like, you don't really see things like that. You see, like, regular players, and you see superstars like Kobe, and you see the global impact that he had. Um, you know, like, people from the Philippines, China, all over the world were paying respects to Kobe, and, um, then, and even the impact that he had on the NBA. And, like, a lot of the young guys now come into it, they looked up to Kobe growing up. You know, there's LeBron, too, but most guys, they look up to Kobe. Any guy you hear, talking and um, see how much Kobe made an impact on them. And he was trying to turn over and
0: mentor those guys and really, you know, help them better their careers. And that all of that, you know, all of that included, it was what really made him seem like he was immortal. Now, uh, what I do want to ask you now is, you mentioned Kobe was your favorite athlete of all time, regardless of sport. Uh, that was kind of the same thing for me, too. I love Kobe growing up. Uh, what made Kobe your favorite athlete of all time? Um, I think,
1: no, I know I watched him get the Pistons, so obviously, like, being a Pistons fan, when like, I played in 04, I was over the Pistons. But as I, as I see him get older, like, that's when I really started getting into sports. I was around that age, 05, 06, and when he was scoring 81 points, and then you see him going to the second late championship run at the end of his career, that really was solidified for me. Just Like, he was great, and he was, like, the greatest thing. Um, on the on the planet at that time. And, like, and like, everything you know, he portrayed himself and then the mama mentality you you can um you can apply that to everything in your life. A mama mentality can go for a doctor, you can go for a school teacher. It can literally apply for anyone. And see his work at, work ethic, see how much he put into the game and seeing what he got out of it from all the hard work he did it was really what, what was really the most inspiring thing about Kobe. Not just on basketball court but just the way that he portrayed himself, the way that he went out everything, with everything he had, like, that that's what really he And, uh, that's like how we should all strive to be. You should always give it your all. Everything should get 100%. And, um, that, that's, for me, that's what made Kobe my favorite athlete. Um, on top of being just a great basketball player, with um, what he was doing, just putting in the work, you know what I'm saying?
2: And, um, just giving it his all. That, thats thats for me, um, is what did it.
0: And I guess the thing that I respect most about him is, you see a lot of athletes that, don't make the most of their God-giving talent. And you have a guy in Kobe who's uh, hes not an extraordinary athlete by NBA standards. I mean, he's 6'6". is probably like around the average height. I mean, he, was, he wasn't some freak athlete. He wasn't necessarily Michael Jordan. He wasn't LeBron James. He wasn't Kevin Durant, a seven-footer. He was probably an above-average athlete. And he ended up being the second-greatest shooting guard of all time and a unanimous top-ten player. Some people say he's top five, wherever high you want to go. But he ended up being one of the greats where he didn't have that great of athleticism because of how hard he worked. And it's crazy you mentioned the mama mentality, because you know what it kind of reminds me of? Uh, you know the motivational speaker, uh, Eric Thomas? Sure do. His, uh, and I will never forget this quote. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, that's when, you, that's when you'll be successful. And that's literally what I think of Kobe Bryant and the mama mentality. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. You're one
1: of right with that uh... <laughs> Kobe truly wanted to be the best. As bad as he wanted to breathe. Like, that was never, you never ever had to question Kobe's effort, his heart, where it was coming from. You know, every time he stepped on the basketball court, he was going to get even practice, working out, whatever. He was going to get it all. Like, he was going to get whatever set you but Every time he stepped on the court. And I'm sure with everything he did in life, like you see his relationship with the Gianna, um, from what we can see, they were super close just from social media, but I'm sure they were even closer than that, behind the scenes, um, and he said he was transitioning to a new phase of his life as a dad, but even then, he still gave it his all, like, he still gave everything he had, he's given his full time, and the rest of his family, and uh, that, like I said, man, and that, that, that's just, in itself, inspiring, because you don't even have to be an athlete to really take something from Kobe, you know, you can really just be a regular person, a male man. And and not to, you know what I'm saying, like, not to, to take down for the main thing, but, like, anybody can literally take anything from Kobe Bryant and that mama mentality and to their life and be great. And that's really what I think his legacy should be, more than just a basketball player, but someone that gave it their all and, and really had an impact on the world beyond just basketball.
0: Now, and it's also, too, when, when you really talk about Kobe, you can make the argument throughout throughout this, this whole career, you could say that teammates didn't like him. You could say people in the league didn't like him. But there's one thing, and I think this is the, the greatest thing around all your peers. They might not, they don't have to like you, and I don't think you really cared about that, but they all respected him. You see the way a guy like LeBron James, and I think LeBron James is a better basketball player than Kobe, but you see the type of respect and the type of deference LeBron gives to Kobe. LeBron doesn't give that to, you know what I mean? LeBron doesn't talk like that. You see MJ. MJ doesn't talk like that.
1: No, he doesn't. Um, and that, I guess that that's the, the the impact that Kobe left on the league. Like, if you ask anybody in the league who they look up to, the majority of the guys are going to say Kobe. Even guys that were just drafted last year, that grew up more so watching LeBron than watching Kobe. Because I'm 23, and, like, I saw the telling in the Kobe career. So I know guys younger than me that are just coming to the league probably didn't see Kobe in his prime. But they still can say, you know what, uh, I, I watch highlights. Like, I may have saw a little bit of Kobe.
2: Kobe is who I
1: really look up to, like, a lot of guys can't say, I mean, I'm not, I'm sure some people do look up, look, look up to LeBron, but a lot of guys now, they still say Kobe, even though they grew up watching LeBron play. Um, and that, and that's how you know, like you said, guys don't fuck about Michael LeBron, Michael Jordan, fucks him like that, but you have to talk about Kobe like that, because he's he's just so great, you know, like, on the basketball court. And he was too, super skilled, super talented. um, and you like this, he may not be the best athlete, but he can jump off the gym, man. And uh, he was going what he lacked in athleticism, he made up with and skill and smarts and everything else he had. So if he was, if you gave him LeBron athleticism, nobody probably ever like Kobe would be so high above everyone else that no one else could catch him. Because as as hard as LeBron works, LeBron doesn't have a mama mentality. Like there's only one mama, there's only one guy that has that, like Kobe did. And you can apply it to it, but you can try. No one can do it as great as Kobe, obviously, because he set the standard. But still, um, no matter what – and he said something, too, about people may not – his teammates may not like him. And I, and I was talking about this, too, and they made a really good point that it's this is, this is like a driven narrative, you know, like when you're when you're on the basketball team, um, you're going to get the ball to the best player to win. And, you know, I tell them, you know, you're you're 100%. You know, like you're right on that. Uh team is gonna get the ball out and you trying to score. So the whole ball hog and stuff with the teammates not liking them thing like I'm sure that I mean that's part there there may be some some there's some truth to that, but also I think that was kind of a driven narrative that people had and the assumption that people had about them. Um, that he was just selfish and people didn't like him, but I'm sure most people did and everyone respected him. I don't know, one person you could say that that didn't respect him.
0: And this is the thing that gets it to. And I forget who was saying this. It might have been Smush, uh, not Smush Parker, Shaq or Derek Fisher or Rick Fox. Uh, they were talking about Kobe and they were talking about, you know, why he rubbed some people the wrong way. And, and he kind of had arrogance about him, like he was better than everybody. And then one of the, somebody said, you know, you know why Kobe thought he was better than everybody? Because he woke up at 2 a.m. in the morning to work out Why everybody else was asleep. He knew he paid the price. That's why he thought he was better than everybody, because he knew he was better than you and he worked harder than you. And of so, of course, he was gonna think he was better than you. What else would he think? Of course, uh, if
1: I'm gonna put fifty in your tonight, and then I'm gonna wake up in the morning and still work out, like you said, like yeah, I am better than you, like in every aspect, in everything that I do, I'm better. than you. So, of course, he wasn't wrong to feel that way. And it's not like it's not like really in Kobe's case, in a lot of cases, like are you really better than everyone, are you really put in the work, are you really like you know, getting what you put in, what you get out of it, what you put into it, of course you're going to be better than everyone else. And, and in his case, he can say it because he, he really was. And that's how I would be arrogant. That's just confidence. You know, you put the work in and you, and you see the fruits um, the of your labor, like there's nothing wrong with saying I'm the best. And, and there's nothing wrong, especially when it's true, you
0: know. Now, what's your favorite Kobe Bryant moment?
1: Good one. Um, I was just eighty-one, and went hit the shot against Phoenix and, like show his heart. That was a big moment too. Um, favorite Kobe moment? Hmm. I'll probably say winning the championship against Boston. Um, I think they kind of like solidify him as like, yeah, I'm here, and I'm always be here, because that was the second one without Shaq. And Shaq had four and he had five. Not to compare the two, but like all his career, people said, "Oh well, you know, you he can't win without Shaq," and blah blah blah. And he won one without Shaq, but then people go out and say, "Well, that was two? When you win two without him, that that legitimizes, that legitimizes it, and stamps you as a great. And uh, that what I would have to say be my favorite moment because he took on the challenge of proving.
3: <laughs>
1: he made this some some, uh, some things early in his career his relationship with Shaq, but towards the end, being able to prove that he could do it without Shaq and that he was really a guy that I could carry his own and do it himself, that really
0: was my favorite favorite Kobe moment. Chris, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. All
1: right, man. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And come up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Brandon Brick come up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have another special guest with us, his first time on the podcast ever, Brandon Brick. How you doing, Brandon? What's going on, girl? Now we're going to continue, to which has been the theme of this show, talking about the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant. I just want to know, Brandon, for you, uh, where were you when you heard the news, and what were you doing, and what was kind of like your mindset? Well, I was in the car with my really good
2: friend, and um, in the back of the car was my, well, my now ex, and she told me, oh, my God, Kobe just died, and I'm just like, what are you talking about? And, I'm just, and then I looked at her phone, and it was literally on the phone, Kobe died, and I looked, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't believe this. Is this and, then I, and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, my God, TMZ even said it. And I'm just like, no. Nah. I, mean, I didn't even, it didn't really fully hit me until, like, everyone started, like, on on social media, like Instagram, like all the basketball players started tweeting. I'm just like you know i have I have a lot of basketball players on my Twitter, and i, I they kept just all Kobe. i was I was just I mean he's a, he i was like he didn't take Kobe when they shoot, you know what I mean
0: sad. So when you were talking about you kinda of found out you saw sort of heard a lot of basketball players on Twitter. What basketball players did you hear about talking about it on Twitter? And like what did they say?
2: Um I think it was like LeBron, I think it was uh I think Rudy Gobert and they're just like wow or the Tyler Harrell. Tyler Harrow, the one thing that I didn't forget, he said uh uh every every single team should retire eight and twenty four. I I agree. I mean, he did it. He made a huge impact on the NBA. And if anything, he deserves a logo to be on the logo
0: for sure, in my opinion. So you think he should have uh Jerry W we- they should have placed it with Jerry West and having Kobe Bryant as the NBA logo? Oh for sure, for sure. I
1: love Kobe.
0: Well what, what stuck out to you about Kobe? What made Kobe special to you? Um,
2: I was, I'm a new basketball fan, but like the first time I've ever seen like him play when I s when I first started getting into basketball was like the 15, 16 season, like when the Warriors were like super, duper good, and LeBron had the Cavs and whatnot. Like that was a good time in the NBA. And when Kobe was, when he did the sick, like he, even though he was like was his last year in the NBA, um, I I already know who he was and whatnot. But like, yeah, I he. Like when he's when I saw him do like sixty and it was his last game, I'm just like, does like every player do that? And then I I didn't know he's just he's a special talent. And the NBA he's, has never been the same without him. I I can tell you
0: that. Yeah, and just talk about dude, t- just talk about that too because you're like, it's his last year and he just dropped sixty on his last game. Like th- that was who Kobe was. Like, and the thing is like it's it's Kobe. And you're like ah, that's Kobe. But like you don't expect a lot of players to do stuff like that.
2: Right. Like, Michael Jordan, his last game in the NBA, I don't know the exact step, but I think he's like 20, 20 points or something like that, but like, Kobe, he's 37, I mean, that's older for an athlete, and he still scored 60, like, I just, that blows my mind, like, what player could just do that? He's like the only player that could just drop 60 or like 40 or like 40, 50 points, like it's nothing.
0: A lot of the times when people talk about Kobe, they mention the Mamba mentality. They mention the hard work. Just talk about that and just kind of like that worth eth- ethic, that will to win, any means necessary. I have to help my team. Yeah, I mean, like, the fact
2: that, like, his whole, you know, Mamba mentality, like, to go, oh, you're, like, 100%. I worked up, like, I up for that because it's just like, no other, like, in my opinion, like, besides Michael Jordan, like, the mentality that Kobe had was just a different, unique, unique type of, like, um, mentality. Like, like you win or die, um, like, like even if you're up by, like, 40, like, that one, like, remember the one play he did where he was, like, you know, the Lakers were up by, like, 40 and he still, like, blocked the shit out of this one player? And, like, uh, I just, you know, he is a really good, uh, Right like now, really good, like really neat sense of style of basketball. His mentality, if anything, made
0: him one of the greats. Like just his mentality alone. Now, when into this is also really interesting. What was Kobe's? What was your favorite Kobe moment? I know you haven't watched, but like, kind of like, was it the sixty-point game for you that you're like, man, that's crazy, All right?
2: a crazy moment in my opinion was his lob the shack, like the lob the shack when like against the Portland Trailblazers. Like like it was I don't know, that shit gave me goosebumps every time. Like the and then <clears throat> and then he was like a shack pilot. Yeah, but like I mean Kobe people say, like oh he doesn't pass the ball but he could do pretty much everything and like perfect it. Like just, he could still grab rebounds, you know what I mean like he could still he could still pass the ball but like his scoring as well. Like he just him as a player is completely different from any any other NBA players. Like he'll hit like if he needs a quick shot, he's gonna make it. He's not gonna just miss that. You know, like he will if he wants it, he's gonna get it.
0: And and you mentioned too, you started following basketball, even after Kobe was past his prime, you said 15, 16, and you said you were still distraught when it happened, when it happened, when you didn't even really grow up, like, watching Kobe like other people did, so just talk about the impact Kobe made on you to where, like, you're like, damn, Kobe's gone, but you didn't even watch him for a a large part of your life. Yeah, it it made
2: me kind of sad, because it's just like, I want to see, I I wish I could see more of Kobe, and I was really... You know, those rumors like when LeBron went to the Lakers, like, oh, LeBron, uh, Kobe's going to come out of retirement or whatnot to play for the Lakers. I honestly wish that would happen because that would make the NBA, like, so much more interesting because ever since Kobe left, even if, even though I haven't, I didn't really fall, like, I was just following the first year, like, it was, the NBA felt better with Kobe. Like, it just, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, like, yeah, I just, I Identity without Kobe is gonna be crazy, but in my opinion, when LeBron's out, I don't know who. Like I don't know. It's gonna really be interesting.
0: Now you play basketball, right? You you play basketball, right? Yeah. So what can you take away from Kobe? The way Kobe played, and how how could you like integrate into your game?
2: Um, for sure, the motivation, like his. T- I follow this thing on Instagram where I have, like, like Mamba quotes from, like, Kobe. And I followed that before his passing. And I always read it, too. I always read these, uh, you know, mentality quotes. They were from certain, like, celebrities, other two athletes. And it just made me think, like, um, he made so many, like, the fact that he made impact on not just, like, NBA players that are playing to this day, but also people... Love the game, especially for me. Like when Kobe died, I was just like, "That's crazy." Because like, he may not, he may be just a guy, but like, he made a lot of impact. For just a guy who just played basketball and made money doing it, he also just motivated other people to like work harder. And not just basketball alone; it could just be anything else. Like certain like things do around the house, and it's honestly that like his mentality was a big motivation and I, that's why I love Kobe and I think he's a legend. And like and other like people too would mention like um oh, his sexual assault assault charges. I, I don't think of his his personality when I think of Kobe. I think of his mentality, his greatness, his legend like how led, how much of a legend he truly truly is. Um, like I don't know, I, just, I wouldn't really put that against him right after he died. You know, I think it's just silly.
0: Brandon, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for
2: having me
0: on. And coming him next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, I'm going to have Dame Bellwhite on the show. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We have a very special guest with us, Dame Bell White. I'm uh, going to continue this segment, of we're going to talk about Kobe Bryant, uh, his tragic passing uh, about a month ago. So, Dame, this is where I'm going to start with you. And we were just talking a little bit before we started the podcast. Uh, you're 26, and you kind of grew up directly in that generation where Kobe was at his height. So, you know. You saw Kobe through the highs and the lows, all the way to retirement till death do his part. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you saw that whole story. So just talk about that whole story and what is your opinion about Kobe's legacy and just the history.
3: I mean, um, honestly, in my opinion, um, for an individual to come in, you know, as young as he did, and you know, to caved the way for, you know, your LeBron, your other, you know, great players that we see today, you know, uh, his legacy honestly will continue to, you know, live on um, for, you know, some of the uh, downs that he experienced, uh, shoot, he persevered through them, you know, and all of that, you know, off the court stuff, he kept it off the court. You know, so uh, as far as off the court, don't really, you know, know too much. You know, that's his personal business. But on the court, you know, I definitely commend him. And, you know, I I love his game. I love his craft.
0: What about his game did you love so much? Um, It was honestly just
3: that, you know, that killer instinct. That Honestly, I haven't seen another individual come into the league with it was just that, you know what, I'm better than everybody, I work harder than everybody, and I'm going to beat everybody.
0: Why don't you think Kobe was able to come in with that mindset that I'm the best player, you know, I'm the king, you know what, out here on the court? And a lot of players aren't like, people always talk about LeBron. LeBron was kind of slow in developing that type of confidence. Why do you think Kobe was able to come right out of the gates and have that persona about him? I mean, shoot, is father, you know, is it Bean Bryant?
3: You know, he played in the league. I mean, his mother was a professional athlete as well. So he was already around, you know, that type of quality individuals in the household. You know, that's how it starts. You know, if if your parents are, you know, professionals and they know, hey, man, this is what it takes in order for you to be successful, then all you have to do is just listen to what what it is that they tell you to do. You apply that. And then, bam! When it's your time, you just kill it. So, you know, he just he lucked up and was fortunate to uh, be in the situation that he was in. I mean, how many, you know, of us had the opportunity to go overseas and play, you know, basketball? You know, not too many. So, you know, at a young age, he was doing that. Comes back to the states when he did, and. He just kills
0: it. So he was already ahead of you know
3: of his time.
0: Do you think? And I and I do want to ask you this, right? Because you kind of you glad I said you grew up watching Kobe. Do you think that Kobe now gets underappreciated with how good he was? Because we kind of see LeBron and all of his greatness, and there's always the conversation LeBron and Michael and people like A.R. are like, hey man, what about Kobe? You think Kobe gets kind of disrespected, underappreciated when people talk about the pantheon of him? Uh,
3: be honest with you he shouldn't when it comes to actual you know people that really played basketball that know basketball and they have their opinion you know those that really play basketball travel ball whatever you know they're always gonna say you know what kobe i commend him you know he's great he's a goat but you know, honestly, when people do that comparison, and you know, they don't really appreciate him. That, that's coming from those that have never picked up, dribbled a basketball, and never dunked it, shot it, you know, and have never, you know, not even sit the bench, you know. Like, so honestly, I, I don't. Me personally, I don't really even pay attention to that. I'm a LeBron fan, you know, and LeBron is better than anybody. But at the same time, I understand Kobe is. He's the greatest scorer to ever do it. So.
0: What do you think made Kobe such a great scorer?
3: I mean, repetition. Do you think... Repetition. Just constantly doing the same thing every single day.
0: Do you think that... And I do want to ask you this, because I feel like... Do you feel like Kobe's game now is kind of a lost art in the NBA now? Because... You see a lot of guys, Kobe was a guy, mid-range, automatic, he's going to pump fake you 10, 12 times (laughs) until you bite, and then you're going to foul him. He shoots 86% from the line, so then you know he's going to make 15 out of 18, right? Do you think that the art of Kobe's game gets kind of lost? And I feel like even sometimes disrespected, because everybody now in this analytics era is always like, you either go to the paint or you shoot threes. You don't do long twos, and you don't hold on to the ball.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't feel like it's a lost art. I just feel like don't nobody nobody in this generation in this era wants to play like that anymore. Yeah, other than you know, Kevin Durant.
0: Where does Kobe rank all time for you? Number two. And we weren't talking about this too. You have him ahead of Michael Jordan. Explain I why.
3: My head of Michael Jordan I was born in 93 uh, you know from what I can remember the first person that I've actually had the opportunity to really see and see play was LeBron James when he came in I went to his first game uh, when he uh, played against the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento and like I said I got LeBron James at number one Kobe at number two and Jordan at number three.
0: Why do you have Kobe ahead of Jordan, though? What, what, what in your eyes makes Kobe the? He's he's
3: he's way more athletic. He's basketball. He's way more basketball savvy than Jordan. Jordan played with a whole bunch of non-athletic guys. He played. Jordan played with a whole bunch of guys that probably were working at the yogurt mill. You know, and oh, you know what? We got a game tomorrow. You know, but it's like. Kobe Bryant, actually, was he was in an era that he needed to, you know what, I need to elevate my game, I need to take my game to a whole different level, you know, and I need to invent certain different things, and, you know, that's why he's number two. And then, you know, with LeBron being number one, LeBron is honestly hands down the best overall all-around basketball player we have ever seen. Since 2003, 2004. And Kobe Bryant being the greatest scorer we've ever
0: seen since what it would be the late 90s, early 2000s. So. Now, I do want to ask you this. When you heard the news of Kobe's passing, where were you and what were your thoughts?
3: Um, where was, uh, I, I don't. I don't really remember where I was. Um, my thoughts about it, you know, it sucks, You know, I, uh, you know, I pray for his family, you know, and his, uh, you know, close, you know, friends. But um, you know, honestly, it, it's a, it's a sad and tragic situation. You know, I. Wouldn't wish that upon no one else, whether they're a celebrity or, you know, just somebody out there on the street, you know. Uh, you just, you always say a prayer, man, when you get in that plane, you know, and, you know, hopefully you can come down and land perfectly, you know. But
0: other than that, just, you know, pray for his family. Dame, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it
3: yeah yeah no problem no problem thank you for
0: having me and come up next our last interview is going to be ben caron my guy ben hosts the sports squabbler podcast continuing uh the honoring and the remembrance of kobe bryant come up next Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Ben Karen with us, host of the Sports Squabbler podcast. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing great. How
2: are you this afternoon,
0: Daryl? Oh, I'm doing great. Now, Ben, uh, I want to bring you on to talk about uh, in this podcast. is commemorating Kobe, uh, who tragically died about three weeks ago. Uh, so I just want to know, Ben, for you, right? Where were you when you heard the news? Like, paint that picture to everyone. Where were you? What were you doing?
2: You were actually the person that told me first. You were you were like, hey, you heard about Kobe. You sent me a text. I was at uh, Sprouts, which is a local grocery store out here in Arizona. And uh, we were, my wife and I were about to go in. Uh, and I was like, oh, whoa. Well, you gotta like look at this and see what's going on. Um, at first, to be honest with you, I thought you were making a reference to the fact that LeBron had hit uh, passed him, um, you know, for all, for for most for most points on, on that list just the night before. Um, but but when I realized the magnitude of the situation, I mean, it was um, it was heartbreaking.
0: What was your first emotional reaction? Were you like in shock? Were you like this can't be true?
2: The shock is what hit first, um, and then the the sadness that we lost an NBA legend, a usual player of all the time,
0: um, and we lost him so early. And and to the crazy the craziest part is we think about in sports, we think of our stars to live a long life, like. Bill Russell's still alive. Jerry West is still alive. Michael Jordan's still alive. Magic Johnson's still alive. Larry Bird's still alive. Like, none of these Pantheon players are dead, you know? N- none of them. So, I guess that's kind of, like, the shock that, like, a guy that about five years ago was playing in the NBA is gone. Yeah, I
2: absolutely. Um... When these guys retire, you're expecting to see them around for the next four years, doing commentary, uh, you know, possibly movies, having second careers. Uh, and it's a real shame that uh, none of that came to fruition for Kobe Bryant, at least not in the long run.
0: Now, I want to ask you, because you're, you're a person, you're involved in youth, and you work with a lot of young people, uh, and you're around a lot of young people daily in your line of work. Uh... How, how did you feel about Kobe's kind of second act, particularly his relationship with his daughter, who tragically died with him in that helicopter tra- crash? And how you know he was really supportive of female basketball, female sports. Uh, he was always around her. You just what were your thoughts on that? Well, so,
2: I, I think it's um, it's just a very sad, uh, very traumatic, um, you know, for the entire family and 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 and, and for friends and. Um, you know, I think just for even some of the American people, potentially in general, because no one expects to see uh, their hero, um, you know, die so young, and then you you make the situation even worse with the uh, death of other people that were also in the helicopter, and uh, especially when you're starting to look at um, at kids as well that passed away. You know, so it's it, it's very tragic. Um, and my my heart really goes out to the to their family. I can't imagine um, being in his wife's position right now, or or being um, one of the uh, surviving children.
0: What do you think Kobe's legacy is going to be? I
2: think Kobe's legacy is going to be one of the greatest of all time. I don't think he'll ever be considered the GOAT, but I think he's going to be considered into the long term as probably, you know, top five, top ten player. And I think that, um, you know, sometimes when, when you deal with these kind of situations with the early, with the, the early passing, um, that might even kind of have people look back with even more fondness at the memories they
0: have with him playing. And it's crazy, too, because Kobe really, and I think the interesting part about Kobe is he was a different type of guy. Like, Kobe's had one of the most interesting careers, I I think, in sports in the last 10-20 years because not only did he grow up differently than a lot of basketball players, he grew up and relative affluence, he, he he lived overseas in Italy for a long time, he was trilingual, he came out of the NBA at 18 years old, he didn't start his first couple years, then he becomes one of the best players in the NBA, he's with Shaq, uh, arguably the greatest one-two punch in NBA history, they separate, he has his little hiatus alone in LA, he has you know a couple petulant moments, he refuses to shoot against the Phoenix Suns and I believe like a close out game, uh, then he has the redemption, they get Paul Gasol, The three straight finals, beating the Celtics in Game 7, then at the end of his career, he's not as good, the torn Achilles, just the roller coaster ride that was Kobe Bryant's career. Like, have we ever seen an athlete like that? Not that I can think of at this time. I'm really glad
2: that you hit on some of those kind of key points, because in my eyes, he's He's the guy that I got to see grow up while he was in the NBA. Um, you know, like you said, coming into the league at 17 years old, I think he was even old enough to sign his first contract with the Lakers on his own. I think his parents had to like sign for him. And you know, then then people don't realize, you know, at the start of the career wasn't um, it wasn't like Le- a LeBron James where he came out and had an immediate impact every night. It took him a couple of years to work into that role. And then another thing that, you know, a lot of people have forgotten about is there was a lot of turbulence with him and the Lakers and and just him and the the general public uh, for for quite some time. In the early 2000s, he was um, on trial. A lot of people viewed him as a villain. And then you get to see later in his career Um, Once he's kind of on his own, doing his own thing with the Lakers and him and Shaq uh, split, now he becomes a favorite among the fans. So it's real interesting because for a long time, I think a lot of sports fans saw him as the ultimate heel. And he ended the career being one of the ultimate baby faces of the NBA.
0: And it's really interesting, too, because Kobe, there were so many other interesting dynamics with Kobe, and you mentioned that. But what do you think was the most interesting part of his career, the thing about his career that you appreciate the most?
2: For me, I think that it was really the maturation of Kobe. When he split up from Shaq, I think there were a lot of people that thought, Kobe's not going to be able to get this done on his own. Kobe can't have his own team and win NBA championships. And he went out and proved everybody wrong. He proved that he could be more of a team player. He could be the kind of guy that got the most out of his teammates, guys like Andrew Bynum, Kyle Gasol, Ron Artest, Derek Fisher. And I think that, to me, was probably the most impressive thing. I'll say, too, a lot of people compare him to Michael Jordan at least as far as the mentality goes that manga mentality and I love the way that he played the game every night bringing that level of intensity that level of I'm an alpha" to the floor we just don't see that that often anymore
0: and you think part of it too about Kobe I think is he always has the mentality like he was a shoot-first player. Like, and it, it, it's so weird, Kyle, because you see in this NBA era, it's ball movement, it's passing, uh, kind of like the Warriors. Even before that, even the Spurs invented that. But Kobe was, I'm going to isolate. I'm going to pump fake you 10 times. You're going to foul me. I'm going to go to the line. I'm going to hit all these crazy jump shots, these tough contested jump shots that are low percentage. I'm probably going to shoot, like, 40 to 45 times a game, and I'm going to win. And, and you don't see players do that anymore, really.
2: Anyone doing it? You definitely don't see it anymore. And I, I think, though, that, you know, over time, uh, one of the things that I really thought he was good at, you know, him and I would say, you know, maybe uh, Tom Brady, Tim Duncan, guys like that, been able to age really well in their sport. I think Kobe was able to age pretty well. Changed up his style of play slightly, so that he
0: could remain relevant for a long period of time. And and I think too, when you mentioned that too, I think people forget. People talk about the end of Kobe Bryant, but he was about he was in his 17th year, like 34, 35 years old, and he was averaging 27 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and he took that awful Lakers team with Dwight Howard and Pau Gasol and Steve Nash, I, I know everybody remembers, it was awful, it hurt my eyes. He took, he will that team was awful. It was awful. And he willed that team into the playoffs. When quite frankly, they were a disgruntled, dysfunctional basketball team. And he did it all the way till the end. I'll never forget it. Until they played the Golden State Warriors, one of the last games of the year, and he pops his Achilles. And that was the end of Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, really. Yeah, well, you know, I think he could have played in
2: the NBA longer, to be honest with you. I think that he wanted to be remembered as the Black Mamba, the Alpha, and I think he stepped away at the right time. I think he made the decision when it was right for him, and he left on his own terms. You know, if he dropped 60 points in his last game, Proves to me, he can still play.
0: And that's the craziest thing, too. Very few people, like, and I always talk about this about sports, Like, there's a lot of great stuff about sports, but the one thing about sports is very few people in their career, whether it be in peewee, middle school, high school, college, professional, being happy, necessarily, with the greatest moment. Usually people ended with a loss or they didn't play well. It usually doesn't end the way you would think it would end, for most people. But Kobe, he ended it winning the game, and he ended it as an aging player in an increasingly athletic sport, putting up probably the greatest closing performance I can remember in the history of sports. I don't know, Ben. Maybe you have another one that comes to mind. But I don't think anything beats dropping 60 on your home floor to end your career and winning the game.
2: It's nothing like I've ever seen as far as basketball goes anyways. Um, unless, you know, well, Jordan, Possibly. Because even Jordan in his later years, yeah, he wasn't at the prime of his career, but he could still produce points like Kobe. But other other than Jordan, I would say it's, you know, just those two. I'd have to see what LeBron's able to do down the stretch.
0: And the crazy thing for me, too, is you see the outpour of love and support for somebody that people don't even know. And I think that's a powerful thing, like, for me, Ben, personally, when I heard the news, I cried a little bit. I cried a little bit.
2: He's international. Um, you know, like you said, he's... He's... Been, you know, lived in Italy for a while. He's known all over the world. Participating in Olympics. Um, a lot of NBA fans. NBA global now. And I think for a long time, he's the face of basketball. Now, he's. it's interesting in the sense that... Um, I don't believe for more than probably, you know, two, three years was he actually the best player in the NBA. But, you know, he's a guy that probably was a top three player for up near 20 years. And what, and what, so I think the longevity, people become attached to the longevity. They remember growing up just like I do. Kobe was winning the, the championships with Shaq when I was in junior high. Turning on Sports Center. Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, they're there almost every day, man. Highlight after highlight. Later in life, go to college, graduate. It's still about Kobe Bryant. Still winning games, he's staring down the sun's coach. You know, closing them out in six games to go back to the finals. He's, just, he's had a very dominant career, and I think it's lasted a long time. A lot of people have become fans. He stayed with the same team. And I think a lot of people, they can relate to that. Man. They like that. And the career, like we talked about, it wasn't perfect. There were, he, he faced a lot of trials in his career. Back in two thousand eight, it wasn't even a two thousand seven or two thousand eight. It wasn't even a foregone conclusion that Kobe was coming back to the Lakers. He is seriously thinking about a trade. Not a lot of people remember it at this point in time, but that's just another example of, of something he had to overcome as a player. And I think a lot of people can relate to that.
0: And and two and you mentioned this, I, and I agree with you about this about Kobe. I, I think Kobe's peak is not as good as LeBron's, not as good as Jordan's, not as good as Larry Bird's, Magic Johnson's. You can name a bunch of other players in NBA history who his peak wasn't, but maybe his peak wasn't even better than Hakeem one. Somebody like that is peak. But the thing that makes Kobe so impressive, and to me, which puts him top ten, you gonna argue he's top five. He was top to me. He was a top three player, maybe top two player. For almost whole, all of his career. Like, yeah. And that, and that is something that's very hard. Because if people remember Larry Bird, Larry Bird wasn't the same at the end. You know, Magic Johnson wasn't necessarily the same at the end. Kobe had about 14 to 15 years where he was top three easy. And only a few players in NBA history can say that. And I think that shows his dedication, his hard work, how he's able to reinvent himself. So you think that aspect gets lost with Kobe too?
2: I'm sorry, can you repeat?
0: Do you think the aspect of Kobe's consistency always gets lost?
2: Not in my eyes. Because that, to be fair with you, that's what I'm going to always remember Kobe for. The consistency and the longevity. You know, over this past... Probably close to 25 years. I think, at any given time, like you said, he's top two, top three player throughout almost the entire career, except towards the end. And even at that point, he was probably still a top 10 player.
0: Now, Ben, what are you going to remember most about Kobe? What's your favorite Kobe moment?
2: Uh, I'll never forget the game where he dropped 81. I'll remember it as long as I lived Ill. I turned on Sports Center. I was in high school at the time and, and I just I'm watching it and and I gotta be honest with you I'm glued to the TV I'm mesmerized by this while I'm seeing these highlights it's like this guy's a dog for real you know I mean here he is already won three championships and it's Incredible how how hungry he is, I'm motivated. You you would have you would have thought he hadn't won any championships and, and, and had something substantial to prove. And he get out there dropped to eighty one points. It was incredible. i would never seen anything like it in my life. Well, except maybe when Kevin Durant went to Rucker Park, but. And anything like it, as far as the NBA goes.
0: Ben, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it.
2: Anytime, Daryl. Thanks for having me.
0: And that's it for the Kobe Bryant Podcast, episode 132 of Barbershop Sports Talk. Really, one quick thing I want to say, right? It's been about a month since Kobe died, and it still almost doesn't feel real to me, actually, if I'm going to compare it personally my grandpa, uh my father's dad passed away actually. I was looking back on my Snapchat memories, and he passed away yesterday, so it would have been Sat Sunday, Sunday, so if you go back like three years, Sunday, Saturday, Friday, probably the funeral was like on a Thursday or Friday. I don't remember correctly, but that's around the time when it was this came up with my Snap memories. This is what happened today. And even sometimes I'll think about, man. It's like he's really gone. Like and that's, kind of the way I'm in. that's kind of the way I am with Kobe right now. Like Kobe Bryant is dead. Like it's it just hard for me to wrap my mind around. Uh, but really, the only thing you can do is pray. Uh, just remember, remember the excellent performances he had because he was one of the greats. And I've already said it so many times, he's my idol. He's the reason why I'm doing this podcast. He's the reason for a lot of things in my life, even though I didn't even know the guy. Um that's kind of why I feel that impact for Kobe. But I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk, the 132nd episode. We will see you all on Wednesday. We're going to have a special interview. going to have TJ McBridge on. Covers the Denver Nuggets. So that's going to be an interesting interview. So everybody stay tuned for that on Wednesday. But everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode, the 132nd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.